Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Easy accommodations, how to get parental involvement in kids' education, debate on the causes of developmental dyscalculia, shape math, and how do you diagnose dyscalculia? Welcome, and this is our podcast from uh, dyscalculiaheadlines.com weekly, and this is the week uh, 29 in the year 2016. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Here we are again, looking at the uh, the interesting uh, links that we have this week, and um, now what we have here is something about easy accommodations. These are teaching techniques uh, that somebody proposes here that are good for students with learning disabilities. What, what can we learn from this uh, this link today? Well, this is a link to the uh, edweek.org website, and I can definitely recommend that to anybody who's interested in uh, learning uh, disabilities. And here they start to mention a whole list of diagnoses that are related to learning disabilities from uh, from autistic spectrum disorders to ADHD and Tourette's and uh, dyslexia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, etc. Issues with memory and processing, etc. And here are uh, some of their uh, suggestions. Now, during a test, block out ambient noise with earplugs. Um, use large print and use a lot of assistive uh, technology. Uh, another suggestion is to break tests down into smaller parts. Uh, but very interestingly, uh, they also use uh, outlines of lectures and visuals and alternative exam formats. So that's, that's very creative. Now, let us not forget that many people with a learning disability have become very successful in life. And they also mention uh, several people like uh, Galileo, Elton John, even Winston Churchill and Teddy Roosevelt had a learning uh, disability. Um, they also mentioned Buzz Aldrin and Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. So Richard Branson from Virgin. Yeah. Yes, I think that um, when we uh, open up opportunities for uh, students with learning disabilities, they can really, really um, soar and be successful. Mm-hmm. Good, and these are all easy accommodations indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, low budget, uh, anyone, anyone can actually uh, implement this uh, mm-hmm. without uh, much hassle. So that's a very good uh, good blog post, good suggestions. Obviously, those are accommodations. Those are not full-fledged uh, therapy and, right. and, and tutoring sessions. Right. But every little helps. Right. Now, our next link is interesting, uh, and, it, and it deals with how to get uh, parents involved with children's education. Now, you have some parents that you want to discourage and actually get <laughs> out of the children's education. But this particular post deals with how to how to get support from the parents and and what is their proposal yeah in in general research time and again um, shows us that parental involvement is is a positive thing and here uh, researchers from Harvard in the US and Bristol in the UK uh, report about parental involvement uh, research that they did and how we can improve this 
with such a simple aid and an inexpensive, uh, like in the previous post, as uh, sending some texts. Just a text on the phone? Absolutely. Just well, a text message? like Just text <laughs> messages. And the students whose parents uh, received info uh, on, uh, for instance, an upcoming test. Oh, okay. Um, if homework was not handed in, or what the kids were learning in school, um, those kids were on average a whole month ahead in math compared to kids whose parents did not get those text messages. That's interesting. Yeah, and they compared this for almost 16,000 children in okay, 36 so schools. Absolutely. That, uh, that in in secondary education. Yeah. yeah. Now, you might say, okay, what's a month worth? But you well. need to realize that a month of education costs uh, 500 British pounds per student, while the texting was less than eight pounds yeah. for the whole year. Yeah. So parents and teachers afterwards commented that they liked the program uh, that was organized by the, the Parent Engagement Project. So certainly something to keep in mind and uh, keep those parents involved. Very interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Our next link is, uh, is also very interesting um, and, and specifically for, for dyscalculia. This is a debate on what exactly are the causes of developmental dyscalculia. And that seems to still be uh, a topic for debate. It's still young, of course. It's this is a very, young. very young um, area of research. And every month there's new um, information coming out. Um, now here, uh, this is um, a very good uh, overview published by the Center for Neuroscience in Education of the University of Cambridge in the UK. And... Um, the most predominant notion right now is about the, the impairment of the approximate number system. And that, or ANS, that approximate number system allows us to understand, estimate and uh, manipulate non-symbolic quantities. So, so a real number of, uh, mm -hmm. of uh, tangible objects, not, mm -hmm. not something written down with, with numbers. Another theory explains that the, uh, the mapping in the brain, the connection in the brain between uh, a number of dots and the numerical symbol, written down symbol, is not really working for those kids. Currently there's also new information that links a number of cognitive functions to dyscalculia, such as issues with verbal and visual spatial memory. Mm -hmm. They're often linked um, and also uh, limited working memory is important. And both of them I, I see a lot in, in, in our practice here. In particular, visual-spatial working memory. Now, this often goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, visual-spatial uh, processing issues. And that in itself may be linked to visualization and... Um, a, a problem is developing an internal number line that we mm -hmm. all know is, is very important right. uh, to be uh, successful in math. Then, obviously, we also have the central executive uh, that adds to the mix, in particular, right. the inhibitory function. Now, the central executive function 
uh, steers working memory by keeping information alive, active. So issues with the central executive and attention might well be really closely related to problems in math. So basically, um, we are uh, in this um, um, link from uh, Cambridge. They are looking at a combination of functional impairments, um, in particular memory and attention, that together um, result in uh, developmental okay. dyscalculia. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. It, it is indeed a very rich article. I've gone through it a little bit, but if you just go through it for the references to all the existing research at this moment, it's a, it's a very, very valuable read. read. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I can definitely recommend this. the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and we're looking at the links provided on the website DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com Now our, our next link is a video and it talks about shape math. Let's see if we can listen for a little bit. It's a, the sound is soft. Is there is a 10 base shape. Depending on how other shapes fit into this 10 base shape, we're able to do addition, subtraction, multiplication and division. So this is basically somebody who's invented one shape and that allows him to do all the operations? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, is this a big thing? Shape every, math, it, it was uh, developed uh, for children who struggle in math uh -huh. and it uses sections of a square um, that uh, represents, the, the square represents a 10 and those smaller sections show a number. And the square is divided, for instance, in 10 blue triangles. And different combinations of those triangles are uh, making new shapes with different colors. And it can be used to show that different numbers are built up of smaller parts. And I think that's very important for students to, to realize that and to, to see that and to use hands-on material um, to, um, to work with that. So, so far, um, I have tried it out with one student who mm -hmm. really enjoyed fitting the shapes together <laughs> and uh, but did matching, <laughs> matching it with, with yeah. other shapes and, and, and realizing that the larger numbers are built up of smaller numbers, which he didn't realize before. So, we could practice with visualizing 10 bonds and I kept making the connection uh, with every shape with an actual number line to help um, develop the student's internal number line, which is obviously very important. Now, the shape math system uh, has more components, uh, and, and we will follow if there will be new information about uh, the results if you uh, work with this program. Right, right. Okay. Okay, so useful, but not, not, yet, not yet fully implemented for all your students. And then our last link uh, for the week, and, and this talks about how do you diagnose dyscalculia, or in, in fact it's a broader link, it talks about learning disabilities in mathematics. How is that typically diagnosed? Well, uh, this is also in development, and I'm very happy that this is flagged up, because uh, this needs to uh, get 
much more attention from schools and parents and people who do those uh, those tests. Now, this is a post from uh, LD at school, and um, well, I think there's a, it's a little typo because they say disorders in math is not a heterogeneous condition. I think it is heterogeneous. I think that that was just a typo. So usually we look at uh, number sense, at memory for math facts. Um, we look at how accurate the calculations of students are, but also how fluent uh, the student can do this. So, so the time um, uh, is important. And then obviously reasoning with math and numbers and application in a real situation. So further, the issues are ongoing, um, like at least half a year to two years. So if you are like struggling for one math test for two weeks, that is not what they, uh, what they look for here for the diagnosis. Also, um, there should be a noticeable impairment. Um, like uh, the student has uh, low grades continuously or uh, has to spend an excessive amount of time on math. And thirdly, uh, the math issues are not due to other causes such as uh, lack of schooling or intellectual disabilities. Mm -hmm. Now, the cognitive processes related to math include working memory, processing speed, executive functioning, and uh, spatial reasoning um, should also be tested, and we should find some, uh, some of them uh, being uh, related to math. So another thing they mention is a valuable predictor is the numerical distance effect. Now what is the numerical distance effect? Numerical magnitude is used to say which number of, or a group of items is larger than another group of items or another number. Mm -hmm. And the further the numbers are apart or the larger the difference between the uh, number of uh, mm -hmm. objects, the easier, the quicker, and the more accurately we can um, say which is the largest group of the largest number. Right. Now, and this can be measured, and there are um, uh, comparative values, and it can be used for early screening, because those kids who struggle and have a limited um, numerical magnitude perception, they are more likely to develop that, that uh, sounds like a very problems easy with predictor. math. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to conclude, they again mention the criteria for uh, the diagnosis, and uh, that is that the student performs at the 10th to 15th percentile on the standardized assessment, well, I, I feel that if you were even below the 10th percentile, that you're even more qualified. <laughs> yeah, probably. But at least they mentioned the 15th percentile, yeah. and I think that's very good because some, um, some cutoff points are so low that you're really missing a lot of, of students. So I feel that the 15th percentile is a, is a reasonable uh, um, cutoff line. Yeah. Now, uh, also, um, the issue has been ongoing one 
for more than six months, there are noticeable impairments either in uh, time or in low grades, and it's not attributed to other causes. And then there is this uh, cognitive explanation of the list that I mentioned uh, right. before. Now, apart from this post, uh, I encourage you also to read uh, the other posts at this website. If you are at the bottom of the mm -hmm. uh, of the post, you see there. a lot of um, important questions. If you're interested, you can just click on it and you get uh, a lot of very useful and uh, clearly written information great great another very a great job very valuable uh, valuable link indeed well thank you very much those were the uh, the links for week 29 we talked with dr schroeder she is the founder of discoculiaservices.com there are free downloads and a free discoculia screener on her website and she also organizes webinars and you can subscribe to those webinars on the website webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com then you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains uh, a board on Flipbook and on Pinterest. And she has an ebook on Amazon.com that's called Discoculia, the Forgotten Learning Disability. And with that, thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.